1: i e...
2: Yes, yes. Shalom. Shalom. We greet all those who are logging in, those who are coming in. We are live now on Facebook, on Zoom, on YouTube. And we appreciate all of you who have logged in. And um, if you can share the stream so that many people can hear, it's a great day. Today we have our pastor Matiba all the way from South Africa, Wheat Bank He's one of the firebrands that I respect in the message. Uh, for the way he handles the me- the message is a very deep teacher of the word and very balanced and a good personal friend who has inspired me in many things among the ministers who are young who are coming up is one of my favorites among the young generation that is securing the future of the message as the prophet said God will raise young men who will sweep this message to the rapture we uh, appreciate when we see balanced and deep teachers of the message. You shall hear him when he starts handling the scriptures and the quotes. He's a scriptural, messagically balanced person and with a good testimony. Um, just before he starts ministering, I would like him to just give a brief background of his testimony, how the Lord called him because he started ministering at a very young age, and he has been consistent and. Um, rich in the depths of the message and very studious i don't believe he's a hit league hit list brother he's one who has read the books you can hear from the how the message is in his fingertips so we are very privileged to have such a brother and he's a busy man uh, in business in professional and in ministry so it's not easy to get him off his busy program but we thank the lord for this opportunity and i believe a lot to be imparted to our youth and um, he's one of those ministers who grew also under the message under the elders and he has been interviewing elders and um, he will tell us also how our young people should relate to the elders and when they are called to ministry how they should uh, live in humility like elisha who was washing the hands of Elijah until the time came for him to be in ministry so without wasting much time I don't want to lose any minute with this man he's hard to get so I'm going to switch straight to Whitbank. bank uh, brother Matiba happens to be the man who also taught me zoom things when this uh covid thing started we were not sure how we shall chatter the waters the uncharted waters so these are the first few brothers who broke into the technology and we harnessed the technology to be moving on at this time. Over to you person, we thank you for sparing these moments in your busy program. Let him preach freely and the interactions will come. The brothers and sisters, our youth are eager to, to meet one-on-one and share views with you. God bless you. Over to you person.
0: uh, 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 I think it is proper that I I say reverend Dr. Nguenya I'm the person that believes that titles should appropriately be used Especially when they have been earned on merits. So I think it is befitting for me to call you a doctor Now and i want to greet everyone all the people on facebook and the people on youtube and all those that are joining through zoom Uh, i greet all of you in the name of our lord jesus christ and just before we kick kick start with the program i just want to appreciate pastor mwenya for inviting me Uh, in this day and age it is not easy to trust anybody Especially with young people because of things that are taking place as well as within message cycles So the moment somebody invites you to speak to the youth I deem that to be the highest levels of confidence So person I appreciate the confidence that you have shown to me To speak to the young people and we call them the church of tomorrow Now before we get into uh, the scriptures and what I want to share with the youth. I think the person mentioned that I need to give my background. I came into the message or I knew the message when I was, must have been around nine. Uh, and later we we're just visiting the message church. We we're coming from a Pentecostal background. And at the age of 14, I decided to be baptized. And then at the age of 14, still towards the tail end of that year, I started ministering in the schools. And this is where I need to share with young people. You don't need to wait to be given a pulpit by a pastor. Certain pulpits you need to be authorized to stand behind them. But behind certain pulpits you don't need authorization. Especially if you are in a school you can turn your classroom into a church, you can turn your school into a church, and it becomes your pulpit, you become an elder in that school. So that's what I did, we were on a school trip, and I decided right there that our hotel room will become a church where I will preach to the young people. So we'll do the academic activities during the day, and in the evening they knew that around seven o'clock, there would be a service where i was preaching so that's how i started ministering i've been in the message for i think i'm now approaching almost 30 years being in the message so i was young i faced the challenges that young people are facing today satan is still the same old satan and i believe that one thing about young people young people deserve real talk uh, they don't want it to be they, they don't want superficial talk they deal with real issues hence they uh, they require uh, uh, real intervention so uh, today i'm not going to take you into the seven seals i'm just going to take you to back to the basics and we speak about day-to-day activities and how best to, to equip you as a young person that you become balanced not only balanced but productive to your assembly, productive to your community, productive to your environment because I believe a believer of the message of the hour must be productive wherever they are. There must be certain what I will call a unique selling proposition, a certain degree of uniqueness about you wherever you go that people may come to you and say why do you behave the way you behave or why do you achieve things the way you are achieving them then you can use that as an opportunity to lead that particular individual to the lord so much appreciated that was just breaking the ice. i'm going to speak about decisions i want us to unpack uh it's not going to be a very deep subject But it's going to be a challenging subject because uh, decisions are what characterize our lives on daily basis. I mean, today for us to meet like this, it's it's a product of a decision by a pastor for us to, for you to join in, it's your own decision. For those that are on YouTube, on Facebook, you are joining because it's a decision and Uh, we are going to go through decisions how to make decisions that are productive and that i can preserve your life now let's turn or before we get to the let's just pray gracious heavenly father we appreciate you for the time that you have given us to be able to meet on this platform and lord to meet with the visible audience and the invisible audience we appreciate everything that you have done for us Bless the host pastor bless the young people anoint me so that as i speak to them let them not see me but dear god use me as a vessel and Lord, I believe that as we speak, just if one heart can turn and be on the and right path, and be, be on the right path, God will be Lord, the right, gracious God, God, to God, God, we commit everything to you in the name of amen. Now, we're going to turn our to our Bibles to Isaiah 30, and we're going to read only verse 21. Isaiah 30 we are going to read verse 21 if my brother can bring it up so that people uh, follow as we move along it says and thine eye, th- and thine ears shall hear a word behind thee saying this is the way walk ye in it when ye turn to the right and when ye turn to the left so Before the navigation system, God is speaking here about uh, the Lord Here is speaking about a divine navigation system. He says, as you move on the path of life, there will be a voice behind you and that voice that will be behind you, it will guide you as you turn to the left, as you turn to the right and walk on that way that voice will be there so i think it is befitting to say as a young person as you move through life make sure that you do not lose a touch with the voice of the hour because that is god's navigation system for now as you are faced with many decisions that you've got to make as a young person i think you must make sure that That is a supernatural channel where you hear that voice. It must never be locked up. Now, my brother, if you move to the next slide and just show that road sign, I hope many of the young people, either they have done their driver's license or they are busy with their learners. I always say in this day and age, as a brother, uh, driver's license is like in the, in the olden days when men had to go uh, and do some military assignment. If you are a brother and you are past 18 and you don't have a driver's license, you look very suspicious to me because if you don't, and if I were a sister, you know, you approach me, you want to marry me, but you are beyond 18, you don't have driver's license, I will be very suspect whether you're gonna drive me towards the destination, so brothers, we need to get to the driver's license. Now, just bring that. Uh, it is a sign of a T-junction. And I think Brother Brenham spoke uh, spoken about the message, the junctions, many times. And I believe that as we are speaking here this afternoon, some of the young people, their lives, they've reached T-junction. And there are different T-junctions in life. There are marital junctions, there are financial junctions, there are career junctions, uh, there are spiritual junctions, so life is characterized by junctions. Now, when you reach a junction, if you do not have a divine navigation system, you are not going to be sure which way to turn, because right there, that's where you need to hear a voice saying, turn to the left or turn to the right but that voice the reason it is programmed to guide you is because somebody has taken that route route before you could take that route so I say there are many junctions and it is around the junctions where we find a lot of wreckages marital uh, junctions we have seen a lot of accidents there Uh, um, financial junctions we have seen Uh, accidents there spiritual junctions we have seen a lot of accidents there and i think your pastor this afternoon has called this session so that he can equip you so that as you navigate different junctions it should not result in you or in a wreckage that is why we want to speak to you as frank as we can be now my brother bring me That quotation in the message, come and see paragraph 38. Come and see while I'm still, while my thought is still on a junction. The prophet says in this message, come and see paragraph 38. I think if you know me, uh, whenever I preach, I always say, the prophet says, I'm a student of Malachi 4. I do not apologize. I would have never been a preacher. And let Malachi, let Malachi, give me something me to, preach. Preach. So, to preach. So, to preach. so uh, to preach. Uh, I, I always say I will quote Malachi four until the rapture. So I am unapologetic, the student of Brother Brandon. I quote him in funerals. I quote him during wedding ceremonies. Anyway, because the uh, the Muslims are not afraid to quote Mohammed I'm not gonna when I quote brother Brenham during a wedding and I see a man of God says no I must specify who is that man of God so that somebody can engage me post my sermon and say who's William Brenham? It will give me an opportunity to present the message of the hour. We need not to be ashamed of this message. We must walk tall uh, farrakhan is not afraid that his messenger is elijah Muhammad. he's a muslim so madiba should never be uh, ashamed that he's a student of elijah malachi 4 and revelation 10 7 so we must not be ashamed we must walk tall we know the truth god has revealed the truth to us we handle it with humility but we must never be ashamed now in this message the prophet says how do you he speaks to uh, a, 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 a person that had come onto the platform during the discernment? He says, How do you do? Do you believe with all your heart? He says, You are you are in trouble, you are not sick, only you are nervous, you are upset. It's a mental distress, like because you're holding between two opinions what you must do in life yours is not a sickness so as i'm speaking this afternoon there are some young people that have reached a tea junction they are holding holding between two opinions and as a result these young people brother bram say when you are up between it's a, a, a psychologist would call it a dilemma you are caught up, and some will call it a catch-22. You are caught up, you don't know which way to take. You are not sure, uh, uh, there's a favorite poem that I like, I used to love, The, the Road let Not taken. That means you come to the road, and the road now, it splits into two, and you don't know which road to take. Now, Brother Brahman says, when you are caught up between two, two opinions, it can result in a mental distress. This person thought they were sick, but they were not sick. They were just caught up between two opinions. And as I'm speaking right now, maybe on YouTube, maybe on Facebook, maybe on Zoom, there is a certain young person. They are not sure, should I continue with the message? Should I not continue with the message? Must I confess my errors or my sins? Must I not confess my sins? So they are caught up there. And if you remain in that state longer, it will result in a mental distress. And young people, while we are at it, let me say this to you. If you meet any person that claims that they are not sinners and they have never been sinners, Right there, you must know that you are faced with the biggest religious liar. We are all sinners saved by grace. We are all sinners saved by grace, including William Brenham. He was saved by grace. And William Brenham as a prophet, the reason I believe, Brother Brenham, is because among many uh, leading speakers or uh uh, uh uh preachers in the end time william Brenham is the only preacher that i've ever had coming into the pulpit and telling the people that look i spoke a lie and i made it right with the person that i spoke a lie to a person vindicated by the pillar of fire. so as we deal with real issues of life your situation whatever you're going through it is not unique somebody has gone through it Somebody is going through it, somebody will go through it. So you the devil must never make your problem to be unique and make you not to share your problem because a problem that is not shared will not be resolved and it will always make you to be caught between two opinions and it will result in a mental distress. Now, I'm still I'm still here on the Tjek when you are caught up between two choices when you are quarter between two directions and you're not sure which direction to take. So we want to guide you through that process. Now, the prophet now in the message, spiritual amnesia, paragraph 41, spiritual amnesia, paragraph 41. And it says, and another thing that causes it is referring to amnesia. Another thing that causes it among the people is getting between two opinions when you are up between two opinions it results in an amnesia and then it says that will cause amnesia and it gets you to a place where you actually to a place where actually what you have done you have lost your reason you have lost your mind you can't make you don't know who you are you can identify yourself you can walk around eat, and everything but you still can identify yourself now when you are quarter between two opinions it will result in you losing your identity and the prophecy you will walk around interact with people but you have lost you would have lost your identity because it would have been caused by amnesia and amnesia would have been caught, caused by being caught between two opinions. Now, young people, let me say this to you. I like a person who knows who they are. They may be wrong about who they think they are, but it is the moment you, you begin to know who you are and you know your identity, you have won half of life's battles. A reason today we cannot do anything even in the natural the reason we cannot achieve is because we are unsure and I believe you are following your pastor is one of the confident men that I know. I think imagine if you follow a pastor who's unsure of himself, who's unsure of his calling. So you are not going to have confidence in that person. So the moment you know who you are and you are able to identify yourself, then you are on the grounds where you are not going to be shaken in any way. And a lot of times when you know who you are, a lot of time people can confuse that for pomposity but it's not being pompous it's because if i'm a jew i know i'm a jew i know i should never eat with pigs and if i say i will not eat with pigs it's not pride it's because i know who i am if i'm a lion and i'm in the jungle and i've not caught a prey for number of days the reason a lion would never resort to being a vegetarian is because the lion knows who he is he wakes up as a lion he walks as a lion he roars as a lion so you cannot change the lion's identity now similarly a lot of times young people in the message is because and the reason we don't go far with the message is because we doubt ourselves Now, I have spoken to you about how I started preaching in a school. The reason I started preaching in a school is because I did not doubt who I was then. I knew who I was. And the environment in which I was raised in did not intimidate me. I confronted the environment because I knew that God gave me the best. And to be a message believer, it is a privilege you make me sit around the table and unpack the scriptures ah goodness even some of the cardinals in Rome could not mesh me but I've not been to a bible school am I gonna keep quiet about that knowledge no that means daily I wake up as a message believer I talk as a message believer I live as a message believer I confront issues as a message believer and it will cause some irritation because some people are comfortable in your mediocrity this one i need you to jot it down there will be people that are comfortable in your mediocrity the moment you do something better they hate you but are you gonna stop doing the right thing because somebody is gonna hate you if you stop then you are a person that is not being led by convictions brother let's come to redemption before we get into the other stuff the message redeemer redemption paragraph 42 redeemer redemption paragraph 42 flesh it there for me brother bremen says that's where every man has to come to in life sometime is make a decision you have to make a choice you had to make a choice whether you was going to have education or not. This one, let me pause for here for a while. Uh, uh, Believers, I think some some of us have been blaming wishes for things that wishes have not done. And if we were to be honest with ourselves, we are in certain situations because of the decisions that we've made i've realized that for African people to avoid responsibility yes witches are there yes witchcraft is there but there are people that are hiding behind witchcraft to avoid taking accountability for their decisions instead of saying look i am where i am because i made wrong decisions and i need to correct my decision then they start looking for an imaginary wish to blame and say it's because of wishcraft young people before you decide that i and i I mean if you're a message believer you are being bewitched already it's a problem because how did the wishes reach you because the moment the witches reach you, that means you operate in the same frequency as the witches. But us that are operating at a higher frequency, we don't even care because we know witchcraft is there but doesn't affect that. But I want to say, young people, some of the situations or some of the conditions that you find yourself in is not because of witchcraft. It is not because of bad luck. It is because of decisions. You've got the latitude to make decisions. But you don't have the luxury to choose the consequences of your own decisions. That's why when you make a decision, you have to sober up a bit. You need God's divine navigation system. That inner voice that can tell you, this is wrong. This is right. This is wrong. This is right to guide you. Now, the prophet said, you have to make a choice and and some of this one gets me excited today you can be as a young person you can be anything that you want to be gone are those days where you can blame the government because if you blame the government somebody will tell you i came under the same government but i've got a phd somebody will say i come from under the same government but look where i am and you cannot blame your parents. Yes, parents say they may have made mistakes in your life, but every young person, when they come to a point where they take accountability for their decisions daily, they are bound to succeed irrespective of their background. Now, the prophecy, whether you're going to be educated or not educated, it's a choice. You had to make a choice who was going to be your wife young people I've spoken about the junctions and one of them I said it is a marital junction if one thing if there is one thing that you must never if there is a decision or a choice that you must never delegate as a young person either as a sister or as a brother it is a decision as to who you must marry remember if I as a pastor tell you who to marry I'm not the one that is going to stay with the with them for the rest of my life you are the one that will stay with that individual so a marital decision must be exclusively your own decision a pastor can guide you in terms of the criteria to look for the parents can guide you in terms of the criteria to to apply but it must be your own decision so that when the rubber hits the road we must say it is your own choice now he says there has to be decisions and choices made in life and this may be the night that you'll have your final call to make your choice whom you're going to save maybe your final time laying here dead on the stretcher you mother over there young lady it may be your final time to make your choice i am not gonna uh, forget that i am the minister of the gospel and any person that is within the reach of my voice, today, you may make a decision that may lend you into eternity, and you may make a decision that may lend you in hell. But the decision is yours. So for me, if there is anyone within the earways or within the sound of my voice who is not a believer, who has not consecrated their lives, I'm appealing to you. Maybe this preacher that is speaking to you through this technological means. Maybe God made this possible so that I can deliver this on your doorstep. Make it right with the Lord while time is still available. So that if your cart is called out, you are able to make meet your maker and you are singing hallelujahs. Now, brother, maybe young people because... Some of these things, research has gone into it. Just bring the the slides where it shows how many decisions or choices are made daily. Every day, as a young person, or not only as a young person, but every individual, you make 35,000 choices per day, consciously or unconsciously so. But on average, you make 35,000 choices a day. From the moment you wake up, you are faced with an average of 35 choices a day. This, it was based on a research. And if we take that and extrapolate that, we say per week, you are faced with almost 245,000 choices per week. You take that, you escalate it on an annual basis, you are faced with, 12 million and 12,775,000 choices per year. Let's talk for a while. 12,775,000 choices per year. How are you going to make the right choices when you are faced with so many choices? This is where it is becoming critical that every young person must operate under the guidance of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, to go through this life without the guidance of the Holy Ghost is like driving 300 kilometers per hour on a highway without a safety belt. Because should you experience a tire puncture, goodness, you are gone. So for as a safety mechanism, as you make these 12,775,000 choices, you must be guided by the scripture that we have read. There must be a voice behind you as you walk on the way to guide you and say, turn left, turn right, to guide you to make decisions. There are minor decisions that you can take for granted, but those minor decisions, they can make your life to spiral out of control. So young person, if you are listening to me, make sure you are guided by the Holy Ghost i know we live during a time of 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 fourth industrial revolution you guys are on gadgets you are able to access information on real time on google and so forth but let me say this to you in the beginning was the weight it was not google the weight was with god google was not there the weight was god so google is a product that came in 1997 Somewhere 1997 1998 in a garage and google is just a portal where anybody can put any information so that is why some of us when you come to us and say i read on google we say send us the link so that we check whether the source is credible we live during the time of fake news so as a young person may your life not be based on fake news And as a result, we live during a time of fake Gospels. May your life not be based on fake Gospels. Now, for you to make sober, sound, progressive, productive, long-term reaching decisions and choices, you must operate under the guidance of the Holy Ghost. This, I cannot say it well enough. You must make sure that you've got the Holy Ghost in your life. Now, your life is a product of your conscious choices. Your life is a product of your conscious choices. Brother, sister, today, how when you look at your life, whether you are happy or unhappy about your life, just take a look at your life. That life that you are looking at, it is a product of your conscious choices choices that you have made it's not a pastor it's not a church it's not the parents it's you it's not the friends it's you you have made those choices now bring brother the message by faith moses paragraph 77 this is very i can never speak to young people without reading this quotation This I call it a mantra, something that is there to guide a value system of a young person. Brother Bram says, paragraph 77, he says, and it may be this morning, and in our case this afternoon, that there will be men and women sitting here that will make your final choice. You are today what you are, because several years ago, You chose to be what you are now listen to that you are today what you are because several years ago you made a choice to be what you are today he says and what you choose now will determine what you will be five years from today five years is not a long time in five years a person can change a career in five years we can change a government in five years a church can move from being a small church to a mega church. In five years, a lot can happen in five years. So I'm speaking to you today on the 10th of October 2020, and one day there will be the 10th of October 20, 2025. Now, in 2025, when we speak, where will you be? This gets me excited, and I'm going to say some stuff. It says, And what you choose now will determine what you'll be five years from today five years from today you may be a missionary five years from today you may be a renowned Christian or five years from today you may be in hell because you made a wrong decision five years from today you may be cleaning spittons in a bar room five years from today you may be a prostitute on the street or you may be a man or a woman, that's a credit to any society. Not only Zimbabwean society, not only South African society, to any society. So as I'm speaking right now, I'm very conscious that I'm speaking to some young men. Five years from now, they will make lives better for their communities. Five years from today, today, I'm speaking to some young men that will rise and become ministers. I'm speaking to young men that will rise and become pastors. I'm speaking to young men that will rise and develop progressive software that can be used to advance the message of the hour. I'm speaking to young people today. Somebody down the line may contribute and write a book and through that book they may lead many souls to christ somebody can start a program and that program can become an evangelical vehicle to bring souls to christ i'm speaking to young somebody within the sound of my voice five years from today their lives will not be better and not because their life will be better their life will be better not because of magic but because they have listened and say, oh, my life is a product of my conscious, conscious choices. So I'm going to be deliberate in terms of the choices that I make. I'm going to seek the guidance of the Holy Ghost. And brother, you can be an individual that will be a credit to any society. Now, this one gets me excited. Young people hear me and hear me very well. We we have zero tolerance for laziness. If If we are going to advance the kingdom of God and advance the message of the hour. And if we are an army. I think over the years. As the army called the message of the hour. Message community we have been using what i will call an an aggressive attack approach towards things we looked at that church we went to them we wanted to testify to them we 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 went to, to that community but i think we need to migrate from frontal attack to infiltration in military infiltration is more dangerous than frontal attack now, I'm, I come from a marketing background. I worked for a company called Coca-Cola. It is a giant. And today, Coca-Cola, today, it is it has lost a, quite a huge market share. And the reason we lost the market share is because over the years, I'm going to give this as an example. You're going to enjoy it. When Pepsi launched, uh, Pepsi-Cola launched their products in South Africa in 1995, they then my managing director of coke of coke gave a speech and say we want to welcome pepsi for their short stay in the country pepsi was the first company to produce 1.25 and they sold it at the same price as one liter then coke was operating on one liter you know what coke did because pepsi took a direct attack on coke coke simply went to a a company they call it console it is the one that is producing bottles in south africa they are meeting with the console uh, executive and said look uh, we want to know how many bottles do you produce a week how many do you produce a a month how many do you produce a year then they said okay fine we want to buy your production capacity for the next five years now you know what happened pepsi had a good strategy good product loved product But when they wanted to manufacture, they couldn't find glass because Coke had bought production capacity from console for the next five years. And within no time, Pepsi was gone. It was no longer in the count because they used what we call a frontal attack. Now, in Zimbabwe, you must have seen a product called Tweezer. Tweezer, Kinsley, all those products, they did not use a frontal attack. They used what we call infiltration they came and recruited people from coke and say how is their marketing strategies how do they do things now for the message community i say we need to migrate from frontal attack these days with all due respect i appreciate a tent i love a tent and we must keep on having tent meetings but now we need to take it a step higher at the university of zimbabwe Can't we have a Dean there who's a message believer? Within within the system of the world, can't we plant message believers as the agents of God? Within the economy, can't we have a message believer? Within the schooling system, can't we have educators that are message believers? Because that's how even Rome, that's how they spread the, their, their own doctrine around the world. Now, young people, hear me. Some of you, I'm speaking to you, and I wish five years from now, I could be coming to your private school and say, this private school, it is a message school. It is owned by a message brother. The curriculum is guided by the message of the hour that's what i will call an infiltration into the kingdom of satan brothers there's a sister i think it was in malawi if i'm not mistaken uh she was in school she refused to cut off her hair and they wanted to expel her i think it was two sisters now five years from now i want some of you brothers to be senior senior legal counsel to be able when such a thing to happen it must be a brother stepping to the fore and say I will take a case of these sisters all the way to the constitutional court because it is their scripture it is their right to practice their faith and not be misrepresented not be not represented by a drunkard but be represented by a brother I'm challenging you young people five years from today where will you be five years from today what will you be doing are you gonna be somebody that will deem to be credit to the message community that we can use as an example of other young people and say look at my other brother look at that and i'm listen i'm not talking about people that have got to their lives your life may be broken now but you can mend your life in such a way that you can tell them Five years ago, my life was broken. But I heard the voice of somebody telling me that five years from now, I can be something better. And I made a conscious decision. And that's why I'm what I am today. Brother, let's let's go into what I'll call a prophetic diagnosis of a problem. Queen of Sheba, paragraph 8. In Queen of Sheva, paragraph 8, the prophet he was speaking to about India. But if you are designing, you're going to see that it applies to Africa as well. He says, there is 470 million people in India. And right now, India has got 1.3 billion. And he says, honest, I know I'm exaggerating because he was estimating. But I would guess 400 million beggars. So, Brother Branham was saying, look, I know, uh, what I've seen, almost 80% to 90% of the Indian population are beggars. They know nothing but beg. This, This is the prophet. I'm reading a quote. They know nothing but beg they got plenty of natural resources but not the mentality to develop it all they know is back and religion brethren brother Prem say all they know is to back and religion don't you see what he spoke about India happening on the continent We've got plenty of natural resources, but we've got a backing mentality because we don't have the mentality to develop what we have. He says, "All they know is backing religion." And remember, there's a difference between religion and a relationship with God. So, Brother Ruma is not is not negating how important it is to be a believer, but it says these people all they know is back and religion now young people i don't know how many of you are on facebook i don't know how many of you are watching on youtube i don't know how many will watch this video later on i don't know but let me leave something with you even here on the continent within the message community we have always been known as beggars we're back from america Do you need a spoken word? Then we get it from America. Do you need a DVD? America. Do you need a memory stick? America. Here is my challenge. Even your book, there is a book called Family Altar. I've got no problem when American brothers or Western brothers are doing things to advance the kingdom of God. I've got no problem. Hear me and hear me very well. I've got no problem. But here is my challenge. We cannot keep on being only consumers. Young sisters, you are listening to me now. Why don't you compile life stories uh, uh, or or hunting stories of Brother Brenham that resonate with young people and you compile it as a book. And from there, you speak to some of us. We help you to make it a booklet. And we send it to America and say, brethren, sister so-and-so from Motari has compiled this book it's a blessing you can distribute it in your churches in america when are we gonna stop just being consumers and not develop the resources the natural resource the talent things that we have and even here in south africa south africa is the biggest economy on the continent and young people you are listening to me what have we done to contribute to the message of the hour to advance the message of the hour now you look at america i've got so much i've got a high respect for brother ed Biscard. you've got a what they call i think he is called what they call the message hub where you are able to interpret and translate the spoken which in your language upload it onto the message hub and that message hub it's a portal of translators around to the world and many people have downloaded messages from that that's progressive thinking and your pastor, Pastor Nguyen, is one of the progressive thinkers. I mean, the missionary work that he has done in Zimbabwe. I have not been to Bulawayo. I was supposed to come before the lockdown, but I will come one time. And even Pastor Chitini told me the massive work, missionary work that has been done in Bulawayo. You see that this is a progressive thing. So your pastor started in the right direction. We are looking for you young people to take it step higher refine it, refine, retune it and it becomes better so that it must have an impact in your communities. Brother bring that slide so that I, I must at some point in time stop because speaking to young people is very good I can spend the whole day. The next slide, I say, prophetic diagnosis, plenty of natural resources a lack of mentality to develop it. Mentality is a state of mind. Mentality is a deliberate effort. Mentality is not a default thing. its It comes by design. I'm asking you young people, what is your state of mind? Can you develop your talent? Can you develop your gifts? Can you develop Whatever you can to advance the kingdom of God. And young people, there's what we call in South Africa a PhD, but not in academic terms. It simply means pull him or her down. As a community, we need to migrate from measuring our successes based on the failure of others. We have to move. As a team, we have to move as a body. If my brother does not make it, it must affect me. If my sister does not make it, it must affect me. And if my sister struggles, I must not gossip about her. I must find a way to help her to be back on her feet. So those days, gossip, gossip, gossip. It's a cheap activity of cheap minds. We want to get to a stage where a young person in Zimbabwe does something and it inspires the young person in Botswana and a young person in Botswana does something it inspires a young person in South Africa a young person in South Africa does something the young person in Malawi it gets inspired another one in Nigeria gets inspired because we operate as a body and right here let me just drive it in here we are message believers, so we are not defined by nationalities. Again, xenophobia is another cheap demon. It's it's, it's, it's demon. I have no time for such, for such, you know, certain demons you must refuse that certain must not tempt you with because he only reserves such demons for people that he really undermines. And xenophobia and racism are some of those demons that are very cheap and that are being used among cheap people so don't allow to be cheapened by Satan so my brother Zim is my brother my sister Zim is my sister my sister in Malawi is my sister and we can marry across the borders don't limit your options amen now brother we are working towards wrapping up before I hand over to the pastor in the message, the uncertain sound. Uncertain sound. Paragraph 25. Brother Brunham says, now listen to your prophet. He says, and after all, and seeing in medical books that I even have at my home to read. Brother Brunham was not illiterate. Brother Brunham was a reader. And as they say, readers are leaders. You've got to read. So Brahman would take time and read or and do and read about medical subjects. He says, I'm interested in medicine. Certainly am. Anything that will help God's people, help human beings. If it's peace, studying peace times, I'm interested in that. I'm interested in a better community to live in. I'm interested in better schools. For our children to go to, I think uh, there is a suburb in Zimbabwe. The quality, Borodale, Borodale. If I am not mistaken, if I if I was staying in Zimbabwe, I would certainly be staying in Borodale. It's such a lovely suburb. Now, if you want, if you are interested in staying in a nice neighbourhood, it's not it's not demonic, folks. It's not carnal. The prophecy. I am interested to stay in a better community. If you want your children to go to better schools, it's not (laughs) carnal, Brother i I'm interested in better schools for our children to go to. So if somebody says better, that means there must be worse places. I'm interested in anything that's good, wholesome, and right. I'm interested in anything that's good, wholesome, and right. And similarly, I share the same sentiments with Brother Brenham. Give me the last quotation before I hand to the pastor. The prophet Elisha, Elisha, paragraph 10. This is where you need to listen to me. The prophet says, sometimes we as young people go off on a tantrum somewhere and not think about God. Not pray over it. Ask the Lord whether we should do it or not. And we find out that our supply of blessings is cut off. Brother Brahmi is diagnosing a problem. And this problem is that sometimes we go off on a tantrum. A tantrum is when you refuse to listen to a voice of reason, And you think that, oh goodness, this one doesn't need God. You don't think about God. You don't pray over it. You don't ask the Lord whether you should do it or not. You just do it because you feel it is your right. Then later on, blessings are cut off. Let's carry on, brother. Then we wonder sometime, well, wonder why I can't have no more blessings. You, brother, explains the reasons now. You don't watch. You let it down in your prayer life. You say, well, I'm a Christian. Well, that's the more sign you should pray more than ever. Young people, we live during a time as soon as you jump out of bed, the first thing you want to check who has sent you a WhatsApp. You get out of bed, the first thing you want to check who has posted what on Facebook. You get out of bed, what is going on on Instagram. You get off bed, you want to check what is trending on Twitter. You don't even have the time to say, Lord, thank you. You protected me throughout the night. It is by your grace that I see this day. I'm faced with almost 35,000 choices today. I need your guidance, Lord. Lead me and guide me. And thereafter, you can get into your business. But a lot of times we get into our business and by the time we, we, are, we are fully immersed, then we are not able to return back and ask God. Now, the prophet says, he is advising you young people read the bible every day every day pray every day don't make any decisions too harshly or too quickly without first considering God about it ask him shall I do this father ask him Is it your will for me to do this? Then see what the Holy Spirit will speak to you. He might not give you a vision, but He will speak in some way to you to let you know if you will be sincere and ask Him. This is my potential. Read the Bible every day. Pray every day. Don't make decisions too harshly or too quickly without first considering God about it and wait upon the Lord he may not give you a vision but somewhat he will show you the right way today. now in closing this is what I share with young people wherever I go when it comes to decisions I say always apply a 10 10 10 formula 10 10 formula is that if you make a decision today ask yourself how will I feel about this decision in 10 days how will I feel about this decision in 10 months? How will I feel about this decision in 10 years? Maybe there is a young person within the sound of my voice wants to get married to an unbeliever. Ask you a question. How will you feel about that decision in 10 days? It may sound good. He may look like Romeo. He may look handsome. He may look like a hang. 10 months, he may still... So whenever you make a decision, ask yourself, how will this decision be like? Today, some of you, you have made a decision to be message believers. You have become a laughing stock of your peers in school and check one thing. I was a young person when I accepted this message. I was only 14, 13, 14. And I remember I used to go to uh, the service on Friday. Maybe maybe this one, just give me 30 minutes so that I wrap up so this is going to be very critical the most critical thing that saved me as a young person never to leave the message is because I had such a high respect and high regard for the testimony of my mother and I did not want to tarnish her testimony I remember I was in metric and I was elected I was supposed to be the head boy, but something happened, political. Then I became, they assigned me to be a prefect of social. When we say you are a prefect of social, it means metric dance, I'm the one that must organize. If there is talent evening, I'm the one that must organize. If there are social evenings, I'm the ones that must organize. Now, a lot of events at the school used to happen on Friday night. And the Friday night, it was the night most of Friday night is the nights where we used to have midweek services. Now I am the prefect of social. That's how Satan wanted to take me out of the message. And don't lie, you must never lie. Every one of us, somewhat Satan, wanted to take us out of the message. I can pinpoint how many where and how did Satan want to take me out of the message? And that is why. I'm not superficial when I speak about these things. Now, that position that I was given in school, the main intention, it was the devil wanted me no longer to attend midweek service because now I'm responsible. I mean, to be a prefect, it was a prestigious position in, a pro- in that school. Now, so what happened is that I will organize a talents evening. I will organize everything, food drinks organize everything sound system program but because out of the respect that i had for my mother i would not miss church a social evening that i would have arranged at school will take place at school while i'm in church Monday, when I'm on the school bus on the way to school, people will come around and say, "But you know, we had such a lovely time. We socialized. Where were you? How can you organize such a beautiful thing and not be there? It used to break my heart. I used to feel small. That even me, I wanted a sense of belonging. But what preserved me? It is the respect that I had for my mother. And her faith, she was a single parent I didn't want to cause grey hairs for her so just the respect that you have for your parents can save you from a lot of troubles another time you know as a young person you've got mind battles, there was a time I remember, I was having I was in tertiary and I was thinking and Satan kept on bombarding me and said are you a message believer or are you in the message because of your parents is it this for you Maybe you need to experiment and come back so that you, when they sing Amazing Grace, you must have experience. Satan will always do those things. I remember I was sitting there going through that battle. I accompanied my friend to a Dutch Reformed church who was my flatmate and they were preparing for a Sunday where they were going to have uh, 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 youth day activities. Now, they rehearsed the poems, the songs, the choir. Then... The organizer said, but we don't have a young person that is going to preach. My friend knew that I'm, I'm, I was a young preacher. Right there he turned around and said, okay, he's a preacher. Then I'm like, no, guys, I don't come to your church. I can't preach in your church. He says, no, you will come and preach for us. The church was in corner Bosman and Church Street, those that know in Pretoria then i decided i went there on that day we found that the church was full to capacity they even had visitors from europe it was full to the brim and guess who was the speaker there a young man called myself there and i remember preliminaries took place and later was invited to preach i preached on a thought on a subject perseverance after the service, this was Dutch Reformed Church. I had an amen corner. The atmosphere was electrifying. The Holy Ghost moved in the Dutch Reformed Church when I preached the message of the hour. After the service, I had a queue of elderly people coming to me and say, This is what we need to hear. Only for our pastors can preach like this. In my heart, I was broken. I was crying i said satan you wanted to convince me that this message has got no power but if a message can turn a dutch reformed church to be like this and using a young person young in stature a person like me to do such then satan you are a liar this message has got a voltage and from that time satan will never convince me otherwise no matter what i will never leave the message of the hour over to you, Pastor. God bless you, richly young people. It's been wonderful speaking to you. Shalom.
2: Yes. A concentrate, am I unmuted? Are they hearing? Right. A wonderful, concentrated person. It makes up to many sermons. And I believe he that is an ear has heard. Um, even our technicians here in the media team were commenting that this information covers even the changed and the unchanged as a resource to transform lives they say it can be applied even in any principle in any department of life you covered a lot of things and um i would like to bring you back because there is a lot that we can gain on your testimony and um recently you posted on facebook about a uh, bay about laziness maybe brothers can show me that post that he you put there on the bear when he's saying it was sleeping, it sleeps a lot of hours, then it rises to look for food and a mate. Then, when it's disappointed, it goes back again. And it seems that is the syndrome of the young people in this generation. And we will never achieve anything if we have that kind of a mindset. Because um, the begging mentality is also born out of. Um, laziness if you you the way we use our time and the choices that we make it will make us people who are always begging for some for help from somewhere you came uh to be you started preaching when you're just even 12 years and um the prophet is actually regrets that if he came to be to the lord when he was 12 years or 14 years the regrets of great men in ministry is how we did not give our lives at a tender age i started preaching myself i think i was 23 years old but i noticed that when we're the young people of that time which now we are not as young as we we are still called young in reference to the elders because the elders say these young boys of today but i'm thirsting and hungering to see a time where a the younger team that is more powerful than we were will take over under our guidance, learning from our mistakes and also from what we have as an advantage to propel them. They will have this advantage that they won't have to break new grounds that we've already broken. A lot of missionaries are right. We have too many spectating young people. I don't like to see a gap where we remain the young people as we age because there's no young people who are taking the lay stick So as long as there are no such young people, I'll be called a young man until I'm 60 years because there is no other young person who is doing what I should be doing. Now I want to come back to you person that uh, you've started preaching at a young age but still you pursued uh, your metrics and and your studies up to the level of uh, marketing and to being actually a businessman to being a man who is living a life and uh, influential and able to do a lot for the ministry and for the family Um, some of the young people at that stage that we're in they were going to say let me be a full-time minister and just spend all the time in the ministry what is your take what what would you say when people discover their calling you mentioned about the impact in all spheres until we are admirable. Uh, Surely you made a choice uh, because you could have decided to be a full-time minister. What would be your comment around maybe the youngest who are, I know God can lead in any way, but what are your comments in that line? Back to him.
0: Question, Uh, and I think it's a very interesting question now let me just take you back when when uh when we were in high school i mean we used to we used to be a fellowship at a school that school was called S.J. van der merve i was not part of the school but i was going to church there there were brothers that were there we had lots of brothers that went to that school some of them are still in the message It was quite amazing that there's a rumor that went around the school that if you really want to pass your exams in flying colors, you must go to that church. Remember, we used to cut our heads uh, uh, bald, and they even had a a nickname for us. They used to call us the Shaolin. Now, among the unbelievers, young unbelievers they would say if you want to succeed in life and pass your exam you must go to the shaolin church because those shaolin they are doing very well academically now the question would say if we were doing very well academically is it because there was a special favor bestowed to us i think it was by god's grace but on the human part is because if we are not running around with girls And if we are not drinking, what do we spend most of our time doing? So that means we spend most of our time sober. So that means we can study and we can pass the exams. And most of the brothers that came from that school, some are chartered accountants, some are engineers, they've gone on to become stable members of the society. Now, the question is, if I'm a message believer in class, and maybe it's a class of 60 students, and I'm always the one failing. And this one are flying, are passing in flying colors. Do you think they're going to be interested to know about my God? They will wonder and say, this God, you can't speak about this such a great God and this God is associated with mediocrity. Some people are under the illusion that for the message to be spiritual, it must be associated with, uh, with mediocrity. I beg to diva. 1947 the first the first statement that brother Brennan makes is that we are getting the recording gadgets in 1947 a man says we are getting the recording gadgets so he wanted to make sure that the message was going to be captured professionally and it should be of quality that's why we are still enjoying them. Imagine if Brother Brennan was mediocre. Who would not be having what we are having? He was deliberate. Who must do the tape? Most of you, you know, there was a time where he was upset because substandard tips were being produced. And say, if you produce substandard tips, then you must stop the whole thing because it has a reputational risk on me. So for me, it's very simple. If we are going to attract people from the society, First, we must show them that we are sober, we make sober decisions, we live sober lives, we live stable lives. There must be something that attracts them. There must be an attraction so that they can ask you, why are you like this? Then you are able to say, I am like this because of the message of the hour. But if it's mediocrity, no one wants to associate with mediocrity. Now, coming to the issue today i know i'm gonna make a very controversial statement and i'm gonna be unpopular but uh, i have opted to earlier on in life never to be part of popularity contest the truth will never make you popular but it will make you honest today's young young people are lazy even when it comes to spiritual things they are lazy our generation in i did not become a preacher because another pastor called me and said you can be a preacher i was not sitting in some church waiting to be given a chance to preach i was in school i saw the pentecostals running what do we call the then student movement still student christian movement then i became jealous and say i cannot be led by pentecostals and actually the is not a product of some church. This is a school product. I'm gonna be part of it, but I'm gonna introduce the message agenda because they were inviting their pastors to come. I got there, then I invited, excuse me, preachers from the message to come and preach. And when they were not available, guess who became a preacher? I preached. When I went on a school trip, on a school trip, there is no deacon, there is no pastor, and the school bus is full of students, I decided right there and just said, then I'm going to be a preacher of this bus, of this school trip, and I preach. So, where young people today, they are using permission denial as a smokescreen not to take a leap and do something for God. They are waiting to be given by a permission it's by someone. the question would be who must give you a permission? When, how? What if they don't give you a permission? Now let's fast track. for this when the church is still early, in the early stages of the church even with Brenham Tabernacle, brother Bre used to work for a public company there I think it was a meter reader. He worked for them there. Okay, let's put it this way. Brother Branham says in the early stages of the church, I never even took an offering. So that means whatever offering that was collected, it was reinvested into the ministry until the tabernacle was built. Now the question is, young people, you are not going to have you are not going to have respect from the elders because you are waiting for the elders to do things for you. You cannot go full-time into the ministry from day one i refuse that i if your prophet if paul as a messenger was a tent maker selling tents and tents then i think it was a property business because they didn't have houses if paul was a property uh, a dealer or a tent maker brother brandon worked while he was pastoring and in 2020 you are saying from day one You're going to go full-time. Who's going to take care of you? When are you going to find those people? People always follow a leader that shows sacrifices. The problem to them is we are Instagram preachers. No sense of sacrifice. That is why it has plunged us into a begging mentality. I believe in the early stages of the ministry, you must generate a living for your family. If you don't do that, you're gonna kill your wife with stress because you make her to carry burdens that she should not carry. When I started, I think some that I started with in Wheatbank would know. There were times when I was driving from Rustenburg to Wheatbank, and we we're very few then. I mean, Rustenburg to Wheatbank is run about two hundred kilometers it's 400 to and fro. And guess what? During that time, because I'm working, I've got a petrol company, uh, petrol cart that I was using to advance the ministry because I can use it if other people were using it to to go and drink, I can use it to go and preach. And during that time, I didn't take any money from the church at all. Then from that time, at the other time, I moved to Lydie It's another 200 kilometers away from Weed 400 kilometers to and fro. And later on, when the people observe you. that is not about the life of Lazar It's not about you. You are making sacrifices for them. Later on. That's when people come and bless you. With nice suits. Suits they don't start in year 1. They don't start in year 2. Every person before they follow a leader. They observe and test. The mental of the leader. The credibility of the leader. The material of the leader. So Today. I'm sorry. I'm looking around. We want we to. We, maybe while I did I had much better. In Weed Bank, we have built the church. There was not even one cent that came out of Weed Bank for the work that was done in Weed There was not. This one I want to repeat. Because some people, whenever we appreciate the elders, the thing is because we are asking them money behind the scene. No, no, Baba. Every All the conventions that we did in Weed Bank were financed by the believers in Weed Bank The building in Weed Bank was financed by the believers in Weed Bank The instrument, anything that we bought, it was financed by the believers in Weed Bank That is why we've got that sovereignty to agree and disagree on doctrinal matters because no one can impose a false doctrine on us because he gave us money i'm not saying it's wrong to accept help from elders but you need to really check the uh, that elder not once not twice really ten times because after help if it's not a credible elder who's ethical grounded and spiritual is gonna be a wheelbarrow of a wrong doctrine and because you would be a beggar you will not be able to disagree so young ministers let's get wake up in the morning and go and work I would preach, have a communion service until evening, Monday morning, I'm in the boardroom, having meetings, sales targets have not been met, there's disciplinary that is going on, emails are flying, those things, it was the life. You move from one extreme to another extreme. But you, if you don't sacrifice, you're not going to achieve anything in life. God bless you. Fundis.
2: Uh, person that was good there um i want to appreciate also that there are young uh, brothers who are doing a lot in the ministry i won't turn a blind eye to that because maybe in making a statement in the challenge i may overlook facts on the ground that they are brothers who are breaking records and they're in their steps we want to encourage them but I also want to observe, and um, uh, we seem to have a common background for this. That most of the preachers were making um, impact in this time that we are living in. Yet, a background of humble beginnings and preaching in the streets. When I talk of Moses Tour, he was preaching at First Street in Arar. Tinashe Mayere, he was preaching at First Street in Arar. Uh, when I look at Mapata and. Um, Motlana said timothy they were seeing their old picture as young people without ambitions of having a church so i all young people uh, who are doing something for the lord uh, we are noticing and we are supporting you and we'll do uh, the best to be of help to you at this moment i will ask all those who have questions to start typing your interactions when this is ready to take it uh, I'll come to uh, is wants to mention
0: something. Yes let oh, uh, oh, p- you're, ma- you're mentioning brother Timothy, and brother blessing those they've got no excuse to fail because we come from the same uh, uh, Place we're raised by the same pastor if I would see laziness on their party. I would be very upset so from an early age I think there we need to give credit to our elder Raymond Mukobi, Pastor Mukobi trusted us even when we were still young, I mean at the age of 15 years I was remaining with the church Sundays and for a man to trust you as a 15 year old to preach on Sundays I think there we need to salute our elder and the likes of Timothy uh, Mutlana, the likes of Blessing Mapata they come from him so in that place that man has got no tolerance for laziness. And I think he is of the same caliber as Pastor Shetsendi. a hard worker, farmer, and so forth. So, yes, there are young people that are standing out. Uh, and there are people, there are some that are lazy. And those that are lazy, let's challenge them. God bless you. And...
2: um those who are on zoom you can raise your hand then we pick you and we give you you give your question. and questions as you type but mfundis there is something you once commented on that i'll bring you back on um maybe before i get to that something is in my mind again about the strategies as time change you rightly balanced it and mentioned that there is nothing wrong about tend approach and but we can't really be doing gorilla warfare in time of nuclear missiles and um we we will do 10 meetings and actually the greater part of our of our winning in uh, since we've even established around 46 churches and 18 are building on their church stands as we speak now the other church is commissioning a structure tomorrow that they are building yes but As time changes, we need that infiltration approach that Funis was talking about where we can have, um, he even mentioned that these struggles we have about schools and cutting hair and what because our doctrine is foreign to the natural way uh, of politics and things. But we challenge our young people to stand up and be counted i took his challenge there are challenges that i take i may not be able to take a jerusalem challenge but such a challenge as this one i take it head on <laughs> um he says some i i know in south africa there is, there is a school message or somewhere but i took a challenge myself that i'll build not one but more message schools right now we are building in Gwanda a school and now I'm finishing paperwork, I'm building in Makwekwe, a message school. So we are not going to accept mediocrity, but I'm expecting younger people who will be even doing more than us in that department. Then the I want to bring Fundis back on this one. As I show him a picture he once posted about people who exit the time when people exit the message that people are raised in the message then at the marriage age that's where we lose many people uh many young people in the message let me find that picture it shows just uh people and then there's the marriage stage of life where we seem to lose yes that is the picture there it says we are dedicated in the message we grow well under the sunday school under the baptism in the message, and we seem to be uh, followers of the message. But the greatest dropout is where you put that—that that at the time of marriage, we are losing a lot of our young people, and some of them come back with scars of lives to be grannies in the message and to be buried in the message again. Can you comment on that, in Fundis,
0: you <laughs> have really done your research. I think it speaks to what I just mentioned, in terms of the junctions and um, I'm going to be as honest as I can be. They come through the Sunday school, dedicated, they get baptized, then right after baptism, around when they transitioned into marriage, that's where we are seeing a lot of casualties. This, this shows, maybe it's a gap, even from the leadership point of view. It shows that somewhat, when kids are going through adolescence and before they transition from adolescence to, to adulthood, I don't think we've got robust mechanism to help them to navigate that junction some of them when they get there they're already entangled in dating in the world that's the first thing the second thing that happens around that stage uh, uh, and your brothers must must really really come here pastor Tsitsinde I'll quote him he mentioned there is a clip where I received where he was saying he is perplexed by a law uh, by low ambition of brothers in the message, and uh, I think I'm comfortable to speak about a discussion that I had with another pastor somewhere, who told me that there is a sister in her church in his church, this sister is a medical doctor. But it says, it's a battle I have looked around and I've asked myself, who's going to marry this medical doctor? Because these brothers, instead of going to school, they don't even go to school. They say they've got a colleague, right? They don't even finish my And here is a sister, is a medical doctor. I don't say medical sister. A sister was a medical doctor. Cannot be married to, to an ordinary brother. Hear me and hear me very well. But because the brothers, they, they, oh, they, they saw themselves as ends, and felt as ends, none of them had the courage to approach the sister because the sister is a medical doctor. So the pastor was saying. At this rate, if our young if, if our young brothers can take this trajectory, it is going to compromise a lot of our sisters. And any community that cannot protect its women, or any nation that cannot protect its women, such nation will never be respected by anyone. Now, if brothers don't do anything, they are not productive, and sisters are the ones that are graduating. Not long, guess who's gonna marry these sisters? Is their colleagues, and those colleagues are not message believers. They will take them away from the message, or they will try to bring those colleagues into the message. And there is there is going to be a hybrid of some sort there because marriage is not new birth. So it's it's a lot of dynamics around, and I think, person, hence you arrange platforms such as this so that we speak to young people. And I think we are the generation of pastors that are making ourselves available to be asked any question. To be put on the spotlight. So that if there are leadership gaps, we must close those leadership gaps. So, to me, those are some of the contributors around that stage. So, the sisters look outside. The brothers look outside. I know, uh, let me not go this time. I, I stayed I I I, stayed, oh, I, I oh. back to you Mfundis
2: Zoom there. Sharon Rose. Sharon Rose, we are zooming into that hand. Sharon Rose, you can fire Mfundis is listening. You can turn your video yeah. on if it's all right.
3: Mm -mm. Mm -mm. what is happening here
0: I can hear you
3: okay the thing is you have your parents you grow up in the message and you find out like there's one of the parents you or she will be like acting the wrong ways and you you'll be listening to the uh, message, and the likes, and you find out like, my parents are lost, and to tell them it won't be like, something useful, so it will be eating you bit by bit by bit. So what do you do? How do you conquer this? Um, so you are sometimes maybe. I, yes. Sometimes maybe you 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 get up to to think that they are correct, and you'll be in between now, so it will be confusing. So I need some advice so that maybe I have to stand for this message.
0: Okay, let me. Maybe I missed something. So these parents are are not in the message; they are not believers. They are in the message. But, they are oh, believers. But state,
3: Sorry, they are believers. State,
0: Or they are beginning to drop a standard in their lives. Yes. And it is affecting you day by day when you observe that they are dropping the standard. Yes. Okay. Here here, here is what I would advise. This is where a pastor becomes very, very critical because if you delay to put interventions in place you risk losing your parents that they may end up backsliding so the best way is to speak to the pastor and say pastor in confidence this is what is happening in my family and then this is what i've observed can you intervene without mentioning me so that there must not be any stray now the pastor because he, he he knows how to deal with such things he would take that family put them into a spiritual icu uh sometimes the pastors visit certain families not because they are favorites they visit them because the pastor is attending to them trying to guide them so you need to flag that to the pastor but say pastor don't mention me because i don't want to be seen as a person that is causing a strain or should they look at me somehow that i'm uh, somewhat divulging the family secret so you speak to the pastor then the pastor is equipped has got the knowledge and knows how to deal with such sensitive matters and in no time your parents will come back to church so for example i'll give an example maybe it's the father doesn't come to church always he says no i'm working over time but most of the time the service is going on he's at home you know he's at home you know that he's lying to the pastor that he's uh waking then you tell the pastor that hey, every time my father says he's working, he's not working. he will be at home but do it something about it but don't tell me that uh i've told you now the pastor is able to tell the brother that no from now on i will pick you up as a family on our way to church now he's got nowhere to hide but the pastor is equipped to deal with such sensitive matters escalated to him as a spiritual leader he will guide
2: um is there any, when there are other hands we'll see we'll check the questions on youtube and on and on Facebook, those who are on YouTube and Facebook, just be firing your questions so that we don't lose time. And Fundis talked about, um, uh, he was fighting mediocrity. And I also noted among the youths on a different note that many people who go out of this message, they don't backslide overnight. It's a process they are facing something that they know that this thing may finally kill me. But they have nowhere to open up. Either because they fear the pastor or they fear even being labelled. We encourage our youth to open up. Whatever happens, if you open up and say, hey, I have a, a boyfriend in the world. It's better than for you to be quiet about it when it's actually happening. You open up and say, guys, I'm addicted to drugs. We, we know the pastors who know how to handle it. Then when you just keep holy, look at the church mask, and we think you're okay when you're not open. Okay. Just whatever state you are, it makes us able to help you. Even if these days we have these demons of homosexuality and what, open up and say, hey, at school I've been taught things. Then the pastors can, we don't victimize, we don't, we don't hate sin, sin, sinners, we hate sin. But when we when you hide with what we have, um, we may have a complicated stage of dealing with it. So in whatever stage, there should be a friendship and an open door between you and the pastor. Don't be pastors. Um, I will leave it to Pastor Majiba to advise our youths that pastors are not... Uh, monsters or people that will crush you but they will help you out of your wounds and even if you are deep inside don't be a warrior just come to the pastor just as you are and we can be helped there are many things infiltrating the message and hiding quietly as if things are okay we rather have honest people who are struggling with things that are evil than people who pretend to be holy with it. I don't know, Mfundi, it's up to you there that you can tell our youths uh, how to use the pastoral office without hide-and-seek.
0: Normally when I speak to young people, (laughs) they get into my office and you see a young person wants to speak something, but you can see with the body language that "Ah, this person is not comfortable. I always tell the young people, I say, we are in a war. And if we are in a war, we acknowledge that there's going to be casualties. If we are in the war, there are going to be casualties. However, there's a quotation that I want to read for young people uh, so that they understand. Satan, a pastor, has got a mandate to fight Satan by god's grace a lot of times our young people i always tell young people there is nothing that you can tell me that satan has made you to do that will shock me there is nothing that you can tell me that satan made you to do that will shock me because the moment i get shocked that will tell me that as a pastor maybe i am a newly recruit but Uh, over the years i've seen what satan can do but the the moment a young person begins to expose satan and say pastor this what happened that's why we will not shout at you we will give you the moral support and remember in that church when you are looking around and everybody's wearing nice suit nice two-piece it does not mean people are there all of them we are angels from heaven everyone is fighting a battle of their own always remember as a young person every individual from a pastor a deacon an elder anyone in church is fighting a battle of some sort so your battle is not unique you may not know what battles they are fighting but we Abraham says life is a battlefield so you must treat your challenges as a battle and when you are in a battle as a soldier and you feel that you are being overpowered you must ask for reinforcement so when you come and tell the pastor i've got this challenge you are simply saying i need a spiritual reinforcement and acknowledging that your pastor is a sinner saved by grace so as much as grace was extended to him He will extend grace to you as well without judging you. So speak up and and expose Satan. But here is a quote that I want to read here uh, in this message person. It's a very nice quote. Uh, It's apt. Yeah, I got it. In the message, as I was with Moses, paragraph 31... Brother Branham says, I like that. For any good soldier is apt. The way it apt means is prone. It will happen. It's likely to happen. For any good soldier is apt to get wounded or hurt. But if he is still a soldier and got a purpose and something to fight for, he will rise and try again. And any good soldier of the cross will do the same thing. Young people, we are not measuring how many times you go down. We are measuring how many times you bounce back. So, it matters not how you go down. What matters, we want you to bounce back. And when you bounce back, it re-energizes us because we say, Satan, you have lost. God bless your person.
2: fundis has given you that quote a very powerful one we are fighting a battle if the devil is not after you he has got you so you must always uh, fight and uh, forget your past and reach out to the bright future the mark of the eye calling and anyway whatever mistake you have made is not going to be used to subtract on your spirituality when you rise god will help you um, Fundisi mentioned about um the junctions that we reach in life with career junctions marriage junctions obviously many of the youth are worried about um the marriage junctions and um the wrong person. and uh the wrong person maybe i'll ask him for this says i'm um what is the proper what is the marriage material what should a young boy look at what should a young girl look at when they are looking for marriage? what is the risk and what are the dangers and consequences of marrying the wrong person uh, in this message of the hour even in church that one i will leave as i'm checking the other questions be very free to ask and to bring your question as it is, and sometimes to ask for a friend. Yes,
0: the is over to you. you. One thing that I'm going to say. You know, you know God, God, is God is a, is very, a very fair, fair God. God. God is a is God, a God of, justice. of justice. If a, if a young person, person is honest, honest with God. God God, God will Lord be not dishonest be dishonest in helping, helping them find, find a right, a right partner. partner. I've been I've in been the business for a number, number of years. years. And, I've, and come I've come to see, to see hmm? that, that a, a crook, crook will, will marry, marry a crook. A crook. Always. Always. It
1: is,
0: it ra- is rare, rare to find, find a, crook a crook
1: marrying, marrying a, son a son or a or daughter, daughter of
0: God. God. Likeness, Likeness attract. attract. So, so as, a as a young person, person instead, instead of, of worrying, worrying about, about how my, my passion should be like, like worry, worry how, how you, you should, should be like, be like. Concentrate, concentrate on making, on making yourself, yourself right. right. Because, because, because you're, you're going to attract what you are. This I'll say one more time. time you You are going going to attract attract what what you are. are. If you're you're honest, honest, you're you're going to attract attract an honest honest person. person. If you're a crook, crook, you're you're going to attract a crook. 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 God God does does not not cross cross the wires wires at all. all. So concentrate concentrate on being being the right person. person. Now, Now, when you marry, marry, the moment moment you get to the stage stage where you want to get married, you, have, you to have to observe, observe certain, certain things. things. Uh, I, I, think I, I think if you, if you, if you want get to marry get the first thing you must, thing you must never miss church. church. Because if, if you miss church, church. how would you, how would you, how would you, you know, know that the person, person, that that you marry, person that you want to marry really goes, marry, goes marry, to church marry, marry, religiously marry, marry, or regularly? So you have to so make sure that you always check their commitment to the message of the hour. Try, try to meet, meet them, them outside, outside the church, church, church environment. environment. And, when, and I when I say meet them, I don't say phone them and, say and say I, want I want to meet, meet them. them. You, know, you, know, you know the schools, schools they where go they go to? Go. Just, Just hell, hell, look, hell, around look around at the, the school. school. Because what we have
1: learned,
0: she may be she wearing, wearing a long, a long dress, dress on Sunday. Sunday. But wearing, but wearing something, something else, else during during the week. week. So so what you're what looking, you are looking for? You are looking for, for consistency. Is she, she a believer on, on, Sunday? on Sunday? Is she, she a believer on Monday on, Monday, on Tuesday? On Tuesday? Now, now when we, when speak, we speak about, about looking, for looking for the partner, partner always, always, we, assume always we assume that the pastor, pastor the brother, sister, sisters. He has a right to propose. You a right to say no. No. And when you, when are, in you are in the process of getting, getting married, especially, especially sisters. sisters, be as, be as close, close as you can be to your, your, be parents. To your parents. Make sure, make sure you, sure put, you their put their place. Make sure, make sure, make sure, sure that, that you are transparent, transparent with, them. with them. Because, because if they if blessed, bless it, God will, God will bless, it. bless it. And make sure, and there, make sure there, are no there are no secrets, secrets in, in any way. way. If you if want to know a brother better, best to know a man Get to, Get know, to him know him when is in, in the presence, presence of your father. Of your father. Because, because your father, father was, a was a boy. And your, and your father, father has got, got uh, uh, the, experience the experience of, being, of a being a boy. And can, and can, and can see, a, see a, crook crook when he, when is he sees one. one. Uh, so, uh, so make sure, make sure, sure that, that parents, parents are, involved. are involved. Make sure, make sure again, again that your first, first point of contact, contact, contact when you are under a pastor. Brother, 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 when he speaks, he, speaks, he speaks to Sister, Sister Bruce, Bruce before, before he, he preached, preached the message, the message the masterpiece, the masterpiece. when, when Sister, Sister Bruce was discouraged, was discouraged it is, it is a, the, the message that says, interview, "Interview with Sister, with Sister Bruce." Sister in, that in that message, Sister, Sister Bruce is, is, no, says, "No, I don't, I don't feel, feel like I'm a child of God. I feel like I felt God." Brother, when says, "You are just a never person, Sister Bruce," you are not that person. And Sister Bruce, as you are shepherd. It, doesn't, it say doesn't say as you are prophet. prophet, as a shepherd. shepherd I have watched your life under a vision. Under a vision. And, and I, I know that you are a, you are a child, child of God. God. And if, and there, if was there, there was anything, anything else, else I, would I would have told you. Told you. So, so, so your pastor, your pastor is, is, is able, able to see the, see the sheep under a vision. vision. So, so, so if you if come to your pastor, your pastor is not going to mislead you. Come Remember, Remember in church you have believers. believers, and the pastor and we, and don't we don't know, know who is the real believer or real believer. But, but a, again, again, you find, you find that a pastor, pastor will know, know that, that somebody is going to Let me say, it's a, a brother that the pastor trying to rescue from the world. This brother, this brother maybe, maybe, he's got a girlfriend, 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 the, girlfriend. the girlfriend. And the pastor is involved, involved, he's sweating, sweating out the, out the, out the, the, the issue. issue. And then and brother, brother comes to you, to propose to you, propose to you. You. You, you say, say yes, yes. Before, before, before you go, go, to, go the to the pastor. Do you expect, do you expect the, pastor the pastor to say, say hey, hey, this man, this has, man got has got a girlfriend. A girlfriend. So sometimes, so sometime, when you undermine the counsel of your pastor, you will end up marrying a spiritual fugitive. So, so
1: pastoral role, role critical. critical
0: parental, parental role critical. critical, critical concentrated concentrated yourself yourself to be the right, right citizen critical, critical because, because likeness, likeness attracts. Attract. And, and from, from there, there, the Holy, the Holy, Holy Ghost, Ghost will lead you. Lead you. However, However, sisters, you are right, right to say, to say brother. brother, there is, there is nothing, nothing wrong with you. brother. Even the Even pastor, the pastor loves, loves you. You lead, you lead good, good songs for you, you, you. do this for the, for the church. church.
1: You are such, you are such, a, such good, a good brother. brother.
0: But, but in my heart, heart I, do I do not, not find you need need that, that you can you be, can my, be husband. my husband. When a, when a sister, sister has, rejected has rejected you, brother, you brother she, doesn't she doesn't become, become the devil. devil. She is still, still a daughter, a daughter of, of God. 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 Oh, goodness! Oh. you are giving me This one we are going to read. Brother, Brother, bring, bring Christ, Christ revealed, revealed in his, his weight. Uh, uh, b- maybe, maybe your, your key wit you, you can say, say uh, uh, little, little wives. wives. Little, little wives is, is the key, key wit that, that we may find to find the quotation, quotation in Christ revealed, revealed in his, in his own, own weight. weight. Uh, uh, it's a, it's a, this, this one, one, we have, we to, have read to read it, it because you raise it, raise it brother. Brother, we are really answering, answering it, it very nicely. It. Very nicely. Uh, 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 we, we hope to find this quotation. There, there we go. go. Um, there, we there we go. Christ revealed his only way. back you'll bear, you'll with, bear me with me on the way this is very critical it's, it's, it's going gonna, gonna help, help somebody else I got, I got it, it. I, got I got it, it. I got I got it. it. Hey, brother. hey brother just say, say young you men young, mean, young yeah. wives ye, just say four five young men and young wives as the key ways brother brenham is christ is the is christ revealed in his own way paragraph 37 brother brenham says it, it starts somewhere i'm not going to start where it starts paragraph 37 It says i seen four or five of them there young men young wives fine fine women i know how them boys loved their wives so i said to them i said here is the way to test it if your wife before you were married now you go back say this married life you've been dreaming you were married you really wasn't married because there are times you dream you are married but you're not married but you dreamed you were and you woke up and you went and talked it over with your girlfriend and said you know i dreamed that we were married we are children we're living happy and waiting for the coming of the Lord and everything. And this girl, then this girl will say to you, you know, I love another man better than I love you. You. This is the sister, telling I, I love another, another man better, better than, better I, love than I love you. I could, I could be, be here with, with the other, other, man. other man. Could, could you? you? Brother, Brother, could you, you from your, firm your heart, heart love her, her well, well enough, enough to say God's blessings, blessings. rest, rest upon, upon you, my dear? Go, go with this other man. man. Now, now check, check that. that each of, each you. of you. you, you mean, mean you mean, mean. see? If you are is, is correct, you will you do, that. do that. For you, like for you are interested, interested in her welfare. welfare. What, what you, you know, you have You can live with her. she's your wife she will be she'll marry you but she won't be happy she'll be happier then if you love her then you want her to be happy now brother says if a sister tells you that i love another brother better than i love you she doesn't become a devil you just say god bless you my sister much appreciated i wish you all the best brother says that will be real love (laughs) god bless your person back to you
2: I'm seeing some comments on Facebook and YouTube. They are saying they, we are sorting the echoes. They said there are echoes that are happening. We are sorting that one. Right. A lot of people said them, um, and that court nailed it. I think the brothers are taking note of that one, even with sadness, but they should write it down. Right. <laughs> there is a question on Facebook saying, can a new believer... In the message be a right candidate for marriage? Can a new believer in the message be a right candidate for marriage? And also, what are the when is a person ready for marriage? Can someone come into the message at the marriage stage and be ready for marriage? or how is that handled? And when is a person ready for marriage?
0: Okay. Okay. i don't want i don't want to i don't want to box god i do not want to box god and say maybe you need to be in the message for three years before you get married because some people will say but pastor I came into the message a year down the line i got married and we've been married for 30 years so if you say people must wait for five years why why are you using that formula they how long they've been in marriage it is not it is not a formula however however what is critical i always advise that obviously it must not be the same week that they've been baptized give the pastor and the elders an opportunity to assess the young man or the young woman lest he came into the message particularly for that reason so i have got no time period all i'm simply saying it must not be immediately take your time if his baptismal clothes are still wet even if he proposes you just say let's give it a couple of months and observe it and in no time God will show whether the person is genuine or not genuine so i don't have a time period but just make sure that you exercise common sense and guided by the holy ghost before you make that decision because later a person comes into the message does not even understand the message let's say this is a woman she comes today she has been convicted that she must be baptized in the name of jesus christ and after she has been convicted later on then she turns around after three months or six months you married her and she says ah but for me i think that i can wear trousers because jesus only looks at the heart now you are having a problem there and she leaves the message the danger part when you get married to, to a newly recruit a newly recruit when the battle rages a newly recruit can run away and get married to somebody else there so first you must check how how much does this individual value our faith but again no i cannot box god god can do certain things in a paradoxical way but make sure that on your side you have exercised caution and common sense guided by the holy ghost back to you, person
2: again that says person kindly tell me how can i get to know if a brother is spiritually grown and he, he has truly met the burning bush experience they saying um how can i know um if a brother is spiritually grown and he has truly met the burning bush experience they want to know whether the brother uh, you talked about the gps and navigating system and experience with god and uh, the message helping them navigate how can they know that this brother is marriage material is mature he has an experience with god you have two answer. things have...
0: okay all right two things Mfundis, when it comes to that The first thing that we check. Brother Brum says if you want to know a man. Put him under pressure. If you want to know a man. Put him under pressure. It says pressure brings out. Who the man really is. Now. Another thing. Young people. In your school if somebody smokes dacha and maybe you come in the new year and the school reopens and you've got new students coming to the school and you are an old student there. have you realized that within a day the new students who smoke daca would have found the students who smoke daca at the school without having been introduced to one another now why am i giving that example if you want to know a man look at his friends the brother somebody says you were if you want to know if you want me to tell you how far you're gonna go show me your friends because bad company corrupts good morals and iron sharpens and iron those are the scriptures so if a man comes into the church and it claims to have an experience with god but you see him hanging out with people that do not take the message seriously then those as you say young people if i use your language those are red flags if a young person shows a certain degree of disrespect towards the elder, you know there is a way to see a gentleman if he if he speaks to the elders well wearing a cap with sunglasses those are red flags this boy may be arrogant humility is never announced but humility displays itself so you will see brahm say let me speak to you a person for five minutes i'll tell you whether they are a christian or not a christian and when you are not sure get that man to spend time with your pastor get that man to spend time with your dad and they will see through the guy god bless you person back to
2: you we know time is gone but we like to stretch you a bit uh, because questions are coming, they are asking, How do I get to find my rape if they are in another country?
0: <laughs> That's yours, for You see, a marriage, how you came to know your, the message of the hour, it is by predestination. I mean, some of you, you went to a school, met a brother that had a spoken weight, and they introduced you to the message. It was pre planned by God salvation you are coming into the message was pre-planned excuse me you are believing your marriage is pre-planned i don't believe that god allows things to be done haphazardly. okay let me give an example this there was a lot of instability in most of african countries including south africa most uh, 54 states there was a moment every one of us have gone through a state of uncertainty where it forced the people to move i mean you've got brothers that move from zimbabwe that are in the uk some are in america there are congolese brothers that are in south africa there are congolese brothers that are in canada now the footsteps of the russians are ordered by the lord so sometimes when God knows that your wife is Corsa and is in South Africa in the Eastern Cape and you are somewhere in Kinshasa, God just creates or just creates an event that forces you to leave Kinshasa and somewhat come to Jobek and somewhat connect with somebody that says, I've got a job for you in Eastern Cape. In no time, you meet your wife in the Eastern Cape. God will guide you to your reap no matter where that rip is because when god guides his child god has got no respect for the borders if your wife is in canada and you don't even have the passport somewhat there will be an event in your life that will force you to get a passport there will be an event in your life that forces you to end up in Canada and you would not know how you ended up in Canada. And while you're in Canada, you'll walk into the service and there will be a lot of sisters and one will just take a look. You'll take a look at one and say, that's it. This is the reason why I'm in Canada. God would have orchestrated the events because God orders the footsteps of the Russia. So you are ripped. You will find it god will lead you and god has got no respect for uh, the national borders thank
2: you for this. there is um something interesting that you also posted i'll bring it here <laughs> you posted something that is very real and um, we observe it as ministers of the gospel he showed a prison in norway <laughs> where a prison room was very clean and tidy but the room of a student um i will need to see the room of the student i'm seeing a very clean prison room where prisoners are yeah there is the room of a young student and um sometimes we are worried that the people who are getting married are not trained enough to have good skills and etiquettes and um and to be clean on themselves. If the brother is going to marry and he's so scruffy and uh, the sister will be looking for socks even uh, in the kitchen, we must train our young people to be presentable. I think you threw another one. I was watching you today because I wanted to hear and also see what you're posting because you are also an inspirational writer. So you also posted a quote from the prophet saying that um um you you must be clean you must be presentable as a brother as a sister so as brothers um after all the quotations and scriptures we should also have a good relationship with soap and water and a roll-on is also good it's not like um it's wrong to have roll-on sometimes you may wonder why sisters are not spending much time with you sharing quotes they are feeling something that is pungent also that is repelling them so those tips about life in general you must get them right also and be clean and smart and um, you may not have to look expensive uh, with whatever you have even if you have no not much money you can look clean and orderly i will i will ask mfundisi to to expand on your present how you present yourself uh, how it has an impact on what we think about you because it's not only on brothers also sisters must also be presentable when we preach it hard on uh, against worldly hairstyles and we are not saying we should be scruffy but you should be presentable over to you Mfundis all
0: right this how you are dressed will determine how you are addressed. Let me repeat, how you are dressed will determine how you are addressed. Now cleanness is next to godliness and uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, as a father, I would never want my daughter to be married to, to somebody who does not even know where his waist is in order to put the belt. So if if you are if you don't even even know where your waist is and the belt is several centimeters below the waist and is exposing what need, needs not to be exposed, I can't even allow you to speak to me i can't even allow you to speak to my daughter i can't even allow you to speak to the church and say you are ministering you, you, we have to we have to dress in a presentable manner we have to look clean we have to eat proper foods healthy we have to exercise i think Mfunesi. There was a time because I worked for Coca-Cola, I was shocked the time I joined Coke when I found out that co- I can drink Coke for free. And I had a fridge next to my office that was packed with Coke that was refilled every, I think it was every two hours. I went to the canteen, there was three types or four types of, of, of soft drink. It was Coke, Sprite, orange and cream crimson so i was shocked that ah i can drink as much as i can now you can imagine the amount of sugar that i consumed during that time i became very big but later it dawned on me that i've got to look healthy because every time i go and buy a suit i struggle with sizes and the problem is not the designers the problem is In the kitchen, it's not in the fitting room, it's in the kitchen. My wife and I, because she comes, she's got a nutrition background. I've been stubborn over the years, but later I submitted and said, ah, we're going to make sure that my meals are above board. we fixed the things. That's why today I'm wearing this uh, jacket and it's fitting me so nicely. But it's a process so that I become presentable. So we have to bath. We have to use the roll-on. We have to use the perform. uh, So that when you walk into a room. As a believer you have presence. People say this person takes themselves seriously. Because you are a product. And a product is judged by packaging. How you package yourself. Your mannerism. Your etiquette. How you are dressed. How you walk. How you do things. Those things it's what constitutes you as a person people are gonna accept you on the basis of that people are gonna reject you on the basis of that promotions are gonna be determined by that a lot of things we live in a world where somebody was talking that we have, we have racism we have uh, tribalism then there is a new one that they call looking lookism lookism where people judge you based on how you look so You have to be deliberate and intentional on how you look. And presentability is the key. If you want to be a president, even if you are not one, dress like one. Dress based on where you are going, not based on where you are. If you want to be a director, start dressing like a director. While you are not a director. And somewhat your preparation will meet the opportunity. So that is my advice on lookability and presentability and cleanliness. God bless you, over to you, Mufunis.
2: I think we'll be having about 15 more minutes to wrap up It's not easy when you have a man who is pouring nuggets like that. I admire his eloquence and (laughs) well-researchedness. this is very well researched I, uh, how many books do you read you seem to be reading a lot um i noticed the prophet was a reader eh? some of the books that he mentions to have read i tried them brother you can't go to chapter one you can't finish chapter one uh, all those books of matters and uh, and um uh, the testimonies that he was reading and i believe our young people must be reading i see talk is is laughing there on zoom talk ronnie uh, i'm and i'm happy that we have more dogs and engineers now in the younger generation school is now opening although i'm still worried about the, the disproportionate rising of sisters with school more than the brothers with school um right now among our medical school students in Pulawayo, here I eic we have three sisters in the medical school and no brothers at the moment in the medical school except those who are in Arara, i think but in Pulawayo, those white city tapeneku are doing medicine we have uh, about three sisters and it's good that we have about six doctors which is quite something when when i graduated in my time it was a rare thing to have a medical someone coming up in the message like that but now i've been looking across message congregations we now have many qualified people many i i are not even taking their are a level points to limit them like my young boy has graduated now brian from ukraine they will say if i want to do medicine and it can't be given in zimbabwe because of my points i would do it in ukraine i will do it in zambia on career guidance on one time we'll take it head on but i'm so happy to see that there are many who are rising now on the professional uh, side if the message is a future and there's the infiltration that infundis was talking about let the brothers study and study but also having prioritizing an experience with god so that they start well with god there's a question i'll read two of them and bring them back to you Mfundis. uh you happen to be in canada for example and only whites are up there you grow up there and you want to marry how possible is it to get back to your country and spot a black sister or brother that is one question the other one says you are praying and fasting for a sister then you find one and propose marriage to her and you are fully convinced that she is the one and you start communicating and you even become friends over a year and even she even tells you that she loves you she likes you but she's not giving you an answer what do you do how long should it take for a sister to accept
0: your proposal over to you Fundis. i think let's start with the first one where something uh, i'm in you, canada uh, and you happen to be in I canada can for example home to and only whites are up there you grow uh, up there and you, you want to marry how possible is it to get day, back to your assembly? simply asking me about interracial marriages that if I'm in Canada and there is no black sister am I allowed to marry a white sister this is a a bone of contention in the message of the hour and I'm glad that the young person asked this question so that I can answer it from my perspective I happen to lead a multiracial church now I always tell my young people it, it and
1: subject to the
0: approval of the local pastor because I'm just a man with a briefcase who's passing by. So you, your pastor should take full accountability for you and he's at liberty to say, the way Mfunis answered that question, I I don't take it like that. You know, in the message, we are now mature that we can disagree without being disagreeable. Now, let's put it this way I tell young people in my church it is not it it is it is not encouraged, it is not encouraged to marry across the Kalalai. It is not not encouraged to marry across the Kalalai. However, it is not uh, disallowed. So you can't take somebody to hell because they have done it or they are planning to do it. It is not encouraged, but it is not disallowed. Hope somebody gets me there. And I'll explain why I'm putting it in this manner. If if a brother and I'll give a practical example or if a brother maybe from Congo is no reflections on the Congolese whatsoever, this is just an example if a brother from Congo wants to marry a white sister in Canada, or maybe in South Africa, he wants to marry a white sister in South Africa. Now, and I'm talking about something that I've seen. If a white, now you'll find that a white sister, white people believe in having pets, then you find that she has a dog as a pet. Now, the relationship between white people and their pets is not the same as black people with their pets. With white people, I know some black people now, they are beginning to look at it in that way. But with a lot of white people, a pet becomes member of the family. When I say member of the family, that means that pet will have a medical aid and now the pets are attending school the pets are running athletics in the white community now so i was saying this brother Congolese brother if he wants to marry this white sister and the sister has got a dog and the dog is now attending school the dog has got medical aid the dog uh it's got a medical aid, it's running athletics, meaning when the dog is running, you've got to attend the athletics, meaning that you've got to pay the medical aid for the. So if you marry that sister, but you come from a background where, according to you, you wait until there is a wedding to go and collect the bones so that you can give you a dog, and you marry this sister, my question to you are you ready to pay the medical aid for this dog? Are you ready? Are you ready to when this dog is running athletics to go and attend and really cheer on this dog? Are you ready to pay the school fees for this dog? And if the answer is no, then you are incompatib- incompatibility in terms of the background. It's already creating putting you on a collision course, even before you get to other marital challenges. So that is why I say, it is advisable to marry somebody who you share a background with, or if you don't marry somebody that you share a background with, you must be willing to compromise because this person will be coming from a different background. I don't want to get to a stage where a brother marries a sister within a month, he's already complained that, no, this sister cannot cook sada. But you find that this sister, where she comes from, she doesn't know. Saza, it's what they feed the horses. So you are having a problem there. So that's why I say when it comes to interracial marriages, yes, it is not encouraged. However, it is not disallowed. And remember when we say black, a lot of people will say a black person must marry a black person. But if I'm black in South Africa, I mean we bank if i was to marry a black sister that is in canada and is a black american she was not going to look like a black a zulu or ruscosa or what she will come with the etiquette of a white person the color may be black, black but the mannerism and the way of life will be white so when we do certain things i don't say don't cross the line cross the line but be prepared that you must have the capacity to compromise in order to make the marriage work. Now I'm moving to the second one. Where, uh, Pastor, remind me of the second one. I lost.
2: Yeah. yeah. The, the second one. Um, first, before I remind him, let me just uh take this time to applaud for his balanced answer which we happen to share from start to finish that's what i've been teaching the young people that when you read the spoken word read it nicely and understand because he says it's not encouraged but it's not disallowed even the prophet initially would show it that the motive is to have a mulatto baby um uh, because message in scripture is one thing actually otherwise really there is no black or white or what in the message we are believers there is no Jew what. but we have been given this awareness to know that you must be prepared when you get into it. it is not encouraged but it's not disallowed the prophet was half Irish and you know but he has put it nicely that even if it is a black American you must we have researched well to know so that we are not on collusion course at start this is rich information and thank you person the second question was on uh, um your this brother says i prayed and i fasted for a sister and the sister is finally she comes and i start communicating with the sister and she actually says yeah she likes me but you put it like she likes me she didn't say she loves she likes and then Finally, the brother is saying one year is passed and the sister is not saying yes or no. So he's saying how long should it take at that stage of proposing because the brother wants to know. One year still has no answer of yes or no, but they are still liking each other. There it is to it sad news for
0: him he has been friend zoned uh the sister does not see when the woman a year later tells you that she likes you take it for what it is she doesn't love you she likes you uh when somebody's sure about you uh they become they've got godly jealous about you that she least you misinterpret yes a sister will keep you in suspense because that's what a lady will do. I'm praying about it and uh, take time. But it cannot go more than six months or three months. The, it cannot The moment it goes beyond a year, maybe just check. Maybe you may find that you are beneficial to her somewhat. Maybe, maybe you have done accounting. She has done accounting. So she's afraid if she tells you that, no, I don't love you. You are not going to assist with that accounting anymore so she's just saying i like you just to so that she becomes civil to you but don't be surprised if later on the pastor announces in the church that another brother is taking the sister don't have a heart attack already the sister is telling you that you are a good citizen i love you you are a brother uh, I, I like you i like you the moment the woman says i like you uh they don't use i love you cheaply so if she's avoiding that for over the year, uh, brother, it's like somebody you testify the message to and brother Brum says you cannot sympathize with the truth. You must accept the truth. So it's like somebody say, hey, this message is the truth. Ah, this message is wonderful. Uh, we appreciate it. But the person doesn't get baptized, doesn't accept it. Such over time we've seen these people normally don't accept it. But the people that when you present the message to say, no, I don't understand this. You tell me more about it. I don't understand that. Then such people later on, they say, now I see it. They get accepted. So somebody, she's just uh, stringing you along, man. I mean, more than a year later, I like you. She's wasting your time, brother. Uh, just accept what it is. You are a friend, a good friend, and move on and find a sister that you get married to. And once you are married to that sister, forget about that friendship at all it is wasting your time or maybe sometimes she may not be living right she may be having a boyfriend but this boyfriend she's uncertain of this boyfriend maybe the boyfriend is an unbeliever so she's not sure is he gonna marry me or not but if i say no to this brother uh, what if this one doesn't come through? So let me just keep this brother along and see how it pans out. So, brother, either way, it's just they're wasting your time. Move on. Get another sister and get married and raise a godly family. God bless you. Back to you, person.
2: Um, our team is having a wonderful time. Uh, there's Zoom, there's Facebook, there's. Uh, <coughs> what is that one? YouTube. But I also have the team that is behind here. Yeah, They're having a wonderful time. <laughs> They're saying, where did you get this man here? Yeah. Uh, thank you, Funis. That was a, a nice one. But um, do you have a word to the sister? Uh, maybe to the sisters who are, because sometimes sisters finally ask the pastor to tell the brother that I mean no. When, when they are talking to the brother, they are showing as if no i'm still praying mm, i'm not feeling like there is no straight no but the brother when he finally asked the pastor the pastor says ah the the, the, the sister is what did she say the sister, the sister is not clear but when the sister meets the pastor he says tell the brother to move on and um why maybe advise the sisters if they have to say no they say no there is no consequences they won't be under spiritual sanctions for saying no and the life can move on and um let the not be no because sometimes it now the the brothers uh ask for more time they say is the sister wanting more time for decision then the sister says yeah all right let me pray another two weeks and the year ends without a decision what is your way to message sisters at that stage
0: that we have to do and say what i see and the natural tells the spiritual what i see in the world today we have not been very good in teaching a boy child how to handle rejection that is why we've got this highest rate of rape And gender-based violence is because a boy child has not been taught to handle rejection now I've seen a lot of times in the world a boy would approach a girl and a girl would say no and because the boy has not been raised to accept rejection then he goes to misrepresent the character of the girl And goes, becomes a stalker and gossip around about her and do a lot of malicious things to her persona. Now, similarly, in the message, we have had very immature brothers where a sister said no. Then all of a sudden, the brother instantly the sister becomes the serpent seed. Instantly and and we have to teach the boy child that a woman can reject you without anybody being behind Hey, a lot of brothers think that when a sister says no that means there's another brother no a woman has got her own agency she can say no not because there is another brother she can say no not because of anything but because at that point in time she feels that she is not ready to get married so a lot of times brothers will start spreading rumors about the sister which are wrong so sometimes sisters they are hesitant to say no because of uh, of how this brother may handle rejection and marriage represent them but again equally sisters misleading a brother along it's equally wrong because the bible says let your yes be yes let your no be no don't don't come up with with silly excuses and tell the brother what are you doing how much are you earning and oh, no i'm earning so much no uh, then me i was looking for somebody that and so much uh do you think you can end no i will end so much after your two Meanwhile, you know that the problem is not the income. The problem is that you don't love the brother. You don't see the brother as a marital partner. You are being dishonest in your rejection. So the best way is to say, brother, uh, I've got a feedback for you. I will not give it to you. I've given it to the pastor. The pastor will give you a feedback. Then you tell the pastor when he gives the feedback and say, once you have given feedback to the brother, make sure that he does not contact me. And if he does contact you, you must first say, don't you have confidence in the pastor? Because I spoke to the pastor. Why are you coming to me behind the pastor's back? Are you a very dishonest brother? Then you will have peace. But in all matters, make sure that you are able to deliver the truth no matter how unpleasant it is. That's what we will call you a person of integrity. back to you Mfundis.
2: thank you very much yeah because uh, we are enjoying a lot here but our time is jealous so i'll take the last two questions and give to mfundis i know tomorrow is a sunday we're going to be preparing for services but if if there was all time this was going to be nicest and all night (laughs) right there is a question on youtube that is saying back to that question interracial marriage question what does the prophet say about it then there's a question on facebook that is saying you get to like a sister and she tells you no to your proposal after three months you move on and look for somebody else then she comes back and cries yet you love the first one how do you leave the second one and get back to the first one who refused so those are the two questions um, which we are supposed to, we may close with those ones unless if there is a banning agent one. I will leave it to you, Fundis. Uh, I will take the, after that one, if there is a banning agent one, I will take it as the last one so that we get the most from Fundis.
0: Okay, Uh, uh, when it comes to interracial marriages, I think I've answered that. But in terms of the messagical way, I think the time will not do the justice. We know that the beauty about our prophet was a very honest man, as I said. Some people, sometimes they are dishonest, uh, but this prophet was honest because he would say, I said this, but god has corrected me and later on he will amend and that is why when he was taken off the sin, everything that had to be corrected was corrected by the same prophet you see god is a very honest god as well a prophet doesn't make a mistake and he waits for the prophet to die and correct a prophet through another man no he corrects the prophet through the same prophet and a lot of times some of us would not even know that it's a mistake it's the prophet that will say look here was a mistake but this is the proper way we know there are many things if we speak about the body soul spirit later on brother brandon changed it and made it the body spirit soul uh we know about the white horse rider in the 10 visions uh 10 10 visions and later he says the white horse rider. I said it is the Holy Ghost, but the Lord showed me it's not the Holy Ghost; it's the Anti Antichrist. So all those things we know now. Even when it comes to interracial marriages, Brother Branham had a progressive revelation on that, and I think it's another bone of contention that, it, that is taking place within message cycles now. But we know Brother Branham disagreed with Martin Luther on certain assumptions and later he came to confirm that the assumptions that he had about martin luther then he confirmed that he was altogether wrong on martin luther brother Brenham somewhat endorsed uh when he spoke about why would a colored woman want their children to be taken into a white school because a white teacher will not have the best interest of that colored child so brother was of the view that we are better off taking care of our own than delegating our own to other races so somewhat it came across as if brother Branham was endorsing segregation but later on when you get a full context of the message and you read the message progressively as brother Branham has put it later you find out that indeed we are one seat we are one seat and our father is adam now the fact of the matter the moment you speak about many seats uh it has a very unpleasant undertones because some people have been uh, marginalized by other people using uh, uh, quotations or misusing quotations to marginalize certain people so we have to be very careful on that so but there i think your pastor is a very competent student of Malachi for, and with the time that you would have he can be able to expo- expound on that now the second thing a sister that is unsure about a critical decision such as a marriage can never be trusted with any other decision you cannot say no and later you say after three months yes marriage when it comes to marriage it is a big decision that cannot be done willingly so if you're able to move east west on marital issue i cannot trust you that you are a partner that we can fight battles because what we're looking for in marriage is consistency so if there is no consistency There's going to be instability And if there is instability There's going to be a divorce So that sister She may be having a spiritual bipolar And if you dare go back to her You will be subjected to Hey Staying with her It will be like Scratching and itching bone And I don't know how you scratch And itching bone So those are red flags right from the beginning so mfundisi back to you thank you mfundisi yes yes
2: yeah. on that one on the interracial i think i will make a comprehensive something uh as as, as person has already hinted that because of the bias and um the conflict that has been there it's easier for each congregation on that one so um i'll give you my researched one i i'm very much taking what pastor matiba has said and if you have seen my previous broadcast on that one uh, we are students of scripture and message and as the as matiba was saying that there's a scripture it says uh, he has met one blood all the nations to dwell on the surface of the earth that's why a chinese person can transfuse to a black person and what but he clearly taught the people as the prophet said that it's not like encouraged but it's not disallowed so that's where the secret is in that statement that is not encouraged but it's not disallowed but there is no racial because if we are going to to express it in another way there's discontinuity between the message and scriptures and the the fullness of the message the prophet taught the message nicely and he actually was telling that girl that the motive that you are having to have a child a mulatto child uh, you are all right you are beautiful as a black person so go ahead and research it and i'm going to to take it head on probably in another session uh, when time permits, it needs a lot of time. As Funde say. there's a lot of nitty He mentioned about a nugget that he mentioned that there is no person who corrects the prophet. A, a, a generational prophet. If, you are, if I'm an akapas, yes, they can call me aside and they correct me right there. But a generational prophet, God corrects him. So the message is pure and is fully um, complete as a complete revelation but it takes students of the message to follow it through and you won't have a cow eating grass on top of a tree in the completeness of the revelation. Now, I'm seeing good te- comments from all of you who have been enjoying. Definitely there has been a nice session. That's why I see many comments and many people are enjoying. They would like you back again from this and um, we'll see how the Time and this busy program allows, but as for now, we'll need to close the session. As we close the session, it's just uh on me to say, can you throw one or two that you can say goodbye with? Then we can dismiss. I know many people are writing notes. We have learned a lot. I've also personally learned a lot. God bless you, Mfundisi. You can close the session. Then um I'll then cause it a of prayer afterwards.
0: Hello, Mfundisi. My my earpiece, uh, the battery has died, but much appreciated. I really enjoyed being with you. I enjoyed interacting with the young people and really keep on doing the good job. Much appreciated. God bless you richly. Shalom.
2: Right, unmute me. God bless you. We thank you for your time. We have stretched you very long, but you are still oozing. <laughs> it seems there is an unlimited source somewhere. Right, thank you very much. God bless you. We are ending our session now. Let me close with a word of prayer. Let's pray. Our heavenly Father, we thank you for the time we have had together, Lord empowering the youth with the message that you have given us such as we have received we give unto them may there be an impartation to this generation so that there is no second generation syndrome but your people will rise in strength until the message will be kept in his purity and we shall win more souls and break more new grounds give us the strategy the wisdom the manpower the willing hearts the willing minds the young people are flexible are able to take this message without compromise i want to thank you lord father for pastor matiba and the wisdom you have given him the knowledge we have been given father the balanced approach we have been taking father we know as we discuss Lord Lord father someone has been enriched somewhere may they go like the men of barrier to search the scriptures to search the courts and to see what we have given them and uh, rejoice there in father and impart on others i pray father that you, uh, you bless our pastor even in his ministry even in his family as a sweet humble man that he is may you bless him father until we meet again we commit him into your hands and all the hearers and those who have used their data all this time we will bless them all, Lord Father. Those who are still looking for marriage partners, those who are looking for careers, those who still have unanswered questions, may you answer them and bless them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Shalom, saints. We have come to the end of the service. Those who are on Facebook, God bless you. Michael Sikala on YouTube, Alan Moyo, Rebecca, all of you, uh, Brother Nelson Piwa, uh, Christine Zangari, all of you, God bless you. Those on Facebook, those on Zoom, and our technical team here, CNC Productions, can you give me your logo? God bless you. Can you give me your logo so that we know who is doing these videos? The professional company that is doing the videos. We want to thank you also. Our service is ending here. We'll give you um, one of the songs that we had in the convention. Let's give that song as we lock off. Till we meet again, God be with you.